yeah, there you go. Well, the music goes down, lights come up, which means it's time for Q&A. So thanks for sticking around. We'll put the number up there, 360. 440-8474. I don't know the tune yet. Back 360. 4474. And that's the noise that it should be. I think that's how it should end. That would be awfully memorable. Yes, indeed. Good job today. Great job today. I promised them that uh, you were going to say something profound about, uh, <laughs> so I was very nervous, that you were going to say something <laughs> profound about our responses to God's answers to our prayers, and I believe you did. I think it just, I think it was right at the top, and then you just kept cementing it. Uh, do you believe he, he's good? <laughs> he yeah. yeah, you know, yes. And uh, you believe he answers prayer was the second part. Yes. So why don't you believe you got an answer? It's like right there, that's so profound. You know, and we've all heard we've all heard the message, yeah, God says no. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And yes, and it's slow and I like the grow. Uh, yeah. But we don't I don't know. I don't. I don't know as as much as I've over the decades, as often as I've heard some form of that. I don't think I've ever heard it in such a clear, matter-of-fact way. Because it isn't usually. It's apologizing for God. Right. You know, right. He, he, so he does this, but he's always doing. You just got to understand him. That sometimes he's. Whereas the way you took it today was, why are you rejecting his answer? Yeah. It isn't a mystery. The answer isn't a mystery. And I, that's the yeah. thing that I've never really heard preached. Of course you know the answer. You asked for this healing and he didn't do it. Right. But that... Don't say he didn't answer. Silence. Say, I don't know why he said yeah. no. Make, I'm hoping it's a, it's a wait. I'm yeah. going to pray every day. But he put to that when he said no. Uh-huh. And see, we just... We're, it's, it's like we're afraid to acknowledge that he said no because then we lose all hope of getting it. No. Or that there's something wrong with me, you know. Um, I yeah. love, one of the, the things that you've built the character in this church, which is what drew me to it, which is uh, the way I feel about it in my coming to preach and pastor is um, the Bible for engineers. I like this idea that God fills the book with uh, rules and statements of fact that you can build on that are very simple principles. So I like that the very beginning where he just says, I'm near to everyone who calls on me, right. right? And you call to me, and I will answer. So one and two. Now, you can unpack and qualify that a million different ways, but they're never going to not be true. So one of the things that you always say, make this make sense then. So make it make sense how he's not ever there. I can't. But make it make sense that he feels like he's not there. That I can do. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. That I can do. Okay, so then you just start to see, well, where, where's the breakdown then? Why do I think that? And, you know, it comes back to you. Lo and behold, the problem, the breakdown is us, not him. And if we started with that yep. and we affirm those things that he says he is and believed in them first, well, we'd, we'd get the diagnosis and actually be able to work on the stuff. And it's such on. a good point you make about the wish the wish savior. I've never heard the term. I think you coined it. I really like it. The, <laughs> the wish, wish savior. savior. Yeah. Because we do. We know what could, we know what could fix the situation. So God, I need this. Just five grand. That's and, it. <laughs> you know. I need this to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's my wish savior. 
it's not, Lord, what are you doing and, and what now? You, yeah. you said no, so what now? Yeah, yeah. It's, why won't you answer me? Right. <laughs> I know. It's we're so unruly, Brad. And it's right, and it's so embarrassing because you know if you got that, and I, I see how the Lord is wants to explain. I, listen, I can't give it to you because as soon as I did, you know what you would do with it? You'd go, "Yep, I was right. That it was all I needed." You know, if, if I solve things that way, it would just perpetuate this unholy sense of who you think I am and how this whole thing works. And I don't want to do that. So I'll, I got to say slow like we can't do it you got to grow a little bit you know maybe whatever it is yep. but I, I can't give it to you yet well and that the the verse you shared with the word wish in it if you're in me and my word is in you ask whatever you wish and I'll just give it to you and that's true and we go yeah but I ask for things he doesn't okay so which part of that isn't happening because yeah. there's a you know like you said we ignore the other parts there's two qualifiers you're in me and my word is in you ask what you wish I'll do it you go yeah. but I did ask what I wish and you didn't do it he goes yeah. okay so what so which part <laughs> is it? You we, we've already established the part that is happening yeah yeah <laughs> you ask whatever you wish so are you not in me or is my word not in you well I'm in you I received you and so you're in me and I'm in you fair enough so is my word in you I know some of your words <laughs> yeah. but obviously you don't know enough to not have asked the foolish thing you asked yes. that I'm not going to grant yes. because it would be for your detriment. Yes. I mean, it's such a simple, elegant solution that we refuse to accept, <laughs> which is he can say, oh, yeah, I'll give you your heart's desire. Just make righteousness your heart's desire first. But like, <laughs> yes. I, I'm not going to give you bad things. I'm going to give you good things. So make everything. Nothing contrary to yeah. my word and yeah, my will. Everything perfect. And so. It's funny because every single one of those scriptures, it is funny how much I like to hear one line and forget the qualifiers that are yeah. just surrounding every time it pops up in the Bible. I mean, it, yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm near you. If you're, I'm just, if you'll just, yeah. because remember, I'm not going to do it well, in a bad way. And I'm that's gonna... such a great example, the one with, if you're in me and my word's in you, you ask what you want and I do it. I ask what I want. You didn't do it. We, not only is our first reaction not to go, wait, am I not fully in him and his word in me? We don't even think that. We just go, it doesn't work. <laughs> you, yeah. didn't, you didn't fulfill your promise. We just don't like to look at ourselves. Yes. Anyway, what, I just thought uh, you made so many. That, like I say, you hit it right at the beginning and then it, everything else just continued to cement it in place. Um, I love the whole celebrity thing. I love that uh, we, first service, you use the word blessed. Uh, we just have been blessed yeah, with that yeah. li level of disillusionment. Uh -huh. Because those people, they, they got to see, they got to the top of the mountain and, and they were blessed with an incredible wisdom and perspective. There's nothing here that can fill that void. Yeah. And a lot of believers, like you said, yeah. we haven't learned that lesson, so we keep, and I thought that was really good, so we just keep asking for these ignorant, earth-first when, when we could be wish babies. projecting wish it, though, it's so funny. Babies. Yeah, yeah. We, we get enough to know it, though. It's like every single time you get a little bit of something, because you, 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 it's all, frequently it's so much it's money or whatever, that you get your material thing. 
and you go, well, okay, a little more. No, I mean, every single time that you get anything that you thought was going to do it, you already know it didn't live up to the expectations that you put on it. And so without having to go that far to have everything, you should be able to know, yeah, even if I was a gajillionaire and I had everything, I, it would do. The, it's the same principle at work. It won't fulfill me. Right. But we, we got anybody we texted won't. in anything? Um, yes, somebody said, um, good times this morning. I am guilty of praying at my wits end. Aren't we all? Yes. The wits end. I, I, I took the wits beginning from the thing that you said last week because I just... And I only said it for a service because you got after me second for not saying it. Yeah, yeah. And I said, gosh, it's such a... Um, it's such Your a great phrase, right? Because it exists. It is a point. Like we say wits end and it's, it's become a colloquial thing because we all know it. It's when it's, that's the, I've exhausted everything. I'm at my wits end, everything I can think of. Kitty Bean leaned over to me and said, I'm married a wits end. <laughs> Kelly Whitson. Oh boy. She's make, trying to make the same joke you were trying to make. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up. You guys. I thought it was funny. You guys. Um, okay. Uh, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And if the prayer offered in the faith will make the sick person well, the Lord will raise them up. Should a believer accept any other answer to this prayer if God told us that answer already? When we know God's word, we know what his will is. Accepting anything else is unbelief, is it not? Yes, but... The interpretation of what that is is also still in that gray area. You don't know, as long as we are not measuring an outcome by our earthly appearances. And you have to say, so then that prayer uh, has failed billions of times and never ultimately worked. Right. So it's ultimately a lie then because every person has died before the people who are currently alive. So make that make sense. So no one, so that prayer never kept working. Right. That right. prayer finally failed. Right. So it's a lie. And so in some And this like, is, that's why it's so, you, you can't grab something like that and go, well, I'm building it because now I know what God's will is. It's that I do this and I anoint with oil and then uh, he raises them up. And what's that mean? Well, the way I mean he raises yeah, them up. And a, right. And, a, and the, the prayer of a the righteous man and it's a, Right, right. And so, and that's, and that's just it is anything that is rooted in the assumption that you have a total understanding of it is, is automatically flawed because we see routinely in the same Bible, uh, things that we go, well, this means that. And then he turns it on his head and he goes, well, that's not what that means at all. It means something else. Or you're not looking at the big picture or yes, that was, uh, it was awful, but it was ultimately for his good. You know, it's that. I think there's a great example of uh, the, the, the guy, the silver and gold I have none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Christ, rise up and walk. And it was the lame guy that sat on the steps of the temple, and he'd been there for 20 years or whatever. And he's like, wait. So he was there every time Jesus passed by, and Jesus never healed him? Right. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, or the person when Jesus says, okay, you're blind, eh? Well, watch this. That's not how Jesus talked. But, but he says, there you go. You can see. Can you see? And the guy says, not really. I mean, it's like people walking like trees and stuff. So he goes, oh, well, let me pray again. It's like, what? Yeah, right. What? And you have to look at those and go, wait, there's a reason he did that. There's a reason he said, be sure to put that one in the book. Mm -hmm. It's like God wants us to see that 
it isn't all just this stamped out. Right, and it's never your first instinct because our first instinct is to measure it by our earthly appearances. <laughs> it's always something a little bit deeper that takes more work. And so when you get these scriptures peppered throughout, where you think, you go, oh, I totally understand that, and then you get something contrary to it, that's where the make me make sense comes in. You go, how can you be saying both things? The common denominator here is you, your understanding can change. Those words can't. Your interpretation, right. your like understanding. A, Isaiah chapter 1, all Israel is covered in uh, sores and open wounds from head to toe. Mm -hmm. They were? Well, no, that, that's just trying to tell you that uh, sickness in scripture is used to describe, you know, a spiritual reality. And, oh, it is. Right. You, like when David prayed for the plague of his heart to be removed because God had struck them with a plague of the heart. And so when it comes to Jesus, is it's very difficult to take anything Jesus says out of context, just go, well, this has to be straightforward. Because if you haven't noticed, even his own disciples had a hard time understanding him mm -hmm. because he's using so much Old Testament language. It says he never spoke to him without using a parable. And the disciples came and said, uh, why are you talking to these people in parables? No one understands what you're saying. Yeah, right. He says, yeah. And, he's, and Jesus says, because they're fulfilling what Isaiah says, you know, the eyes that can't see, eyes that see but can't, ears that hear but can't. Right. Otherwise, I'd turn and heal them. Yeah. Like, what's that even mean? That makes you sound like a bad person. It does kind of, doesn't it? So do you have ears to hear what I'm saying? Well, how do you have ears to hear what you're saying? Uh, Ezekiel 3.10, Son of man, receive every word I've spoken into your heart and have ears to hear. Have you done that? Is my word in you? You seriously mean every word you spoke? I think he does. <laughs> yeah. I think he means load every word he spoke into your heart and then you can hear me with it's no problem. It's still less than the amount of words that you've shared with someone in the last three afternoons. I mean, it's really not that many words. So yes, to that question, pray for the sick. Right. Believe well, with all your heart that God heals and can heal because he can and does. Yeah. What you don't want to do is the, is the sin that's called out in James chapter 5 of not adding the word if, if right. it's your will. Yeah. All such talk is sin. Instead, you should say if it's your will because you want, it's very easy to slide into having faith in my own ability to know God. Right. I have faith and I know what God's will is, I know what he wants, and so I can now just claim it. I can just say, because yeah. I have faith in my ability to yeah. know. Because no, that's not what you're supposed to have faith in. Right. When it comes to you, you got the big if, because that keeps you humble. With a big if. That's going to be your sermon next week. I like that. <laughs> the big if. It's an important if. Uh, one more thing I want to, I'll just tag on that. Um, is also I referenced my mother uh, and, and I've said this before because this was a profound insight for me that was in the very beginning of my walk in faith which was her cancer cured her anorexia so it's a it's an awful funny thing to think of because I remember she struggled so much. It was such a big part of her life. It was so difficult. And so I know she prayed about it routinely. And then she got cancer. So it's real easy to say, God, you are just the worst. And that was kind of more, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, she is a saint. She's asking you. She loves you. And this is what she's getting out of it. And I remember her all of a sudden being like, yeah, let's uh, go get me a burger or whatever. I go, mom, who are you? And she's like, I don't really care about that as much. And all of a sudden it took a back seat. And I went, how interesting. She's just because 
this horrible other thing that's going on, though also worked a great miracle in that's her a, heart. What an interesting perspective because perhaps we have a, a time to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know how God works that end of it, but if we do and God knew she had a time to go, it's like, well, I mean, I could just take it with a heart attack, but you know, she has been praying so long about that anorexia. Why don't we do something and give her at least a few years of relief from that? But if she's still gonna, she's still got a time to go. We all do. Exactly. And so, if I were to take the approach, though, that she's not getting better, and I'm praying for her to get better, and I, I'm not willing to entertain those ideas, I could miss what I know that she thought because she was just cool as a cucumber the whole time up until the end, and I'm going. Don't you see? You're being abandoned. And she's like, "Am I though? Like this is, I, it's, it's got to happen." And there's so many good things. And I'm. And she got up here and did the greeting, right before she died, to let the church know I'm about to die. And, I, and, and here's perspective. Uh huh. Here's perspective from a believer who knows they're about to be received in the arms of the uh -huh. Lord. It was just like. I got me about five rows closer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Just, it was uh, one of those moments. It's like. Wow. Yeah, there's a way to make people ask, what is it, that the, the hope that you have in you? Because it was true. Okay, anyway, um, I think that's the only questions I have received so far. Yeah, so that's it. Anything else? Um, hmm, we've got Easter in two weeks. I thought about making you do uh, the sermon again next Sunday so I could work Easter. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'll probably... Talk but to you I'll later probably. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got any ideas for where we ought to go next? Yeah, I already remember I had a sermon oh, I was preparing. We've been at a sermon right, meeting. That's right. And then I realized right after the sermon, I was looking up something and uh, it, it I tumbled into Jesus calming the storm and realized after the fact that, well, that would make the perfect sermon after he wrecks the ship as he calms the storm. And so that has really blossomed into yeah. a nice three week yeah, set yeah. now uh, I have the other one uh, that we already talked about which was the healing of Peter's mother-in-law right we right. saw what he did we saw what Jesus did in Peter's backyard now we can see what he does in his front yard so <laughs> I might be going that direction because okay. we have so much of it set up yeah, yeah. but you and I were talking and kind of laughing about uh, how when he calms the, the wind and the waves it's this perfect calm and if you weave the stories together you know that it's in that moment that they hear the, the guy that's full of 2,000 demons screaming from the tombs. <laughs> that's right. Because they don't know that's where Jesus has yeah. taken them. Yeah. And it's like out of the frying pan into the fire. So I don't know. That is a fun one because, uh, yeah, that juxtaposition. And there you go again. There's that classic Jesus, right? The, the, where he answers a prayer. He goes, don't you care that we're going to die? This is terrible and I'm so scared. And then he goes, oh, shush. Everything's quiet. And then they're terrified of him. And they're like, oh, who is this guy? And he reassures them. Why are you so afraid? Come on, you little faith. Let's go. Ah! <laughs> From across the lake. <laughs> well, I don't know which way to be scared because now there's a new... Well, they probably know. They've heard it before. It's probably like, oh my goodness, that's that guy. That's that guy in the cemetery. Uh, yeah. We're, where are we going? Because what, where are we going, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Head toward the screams. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, but it's funny. It's never a dull moment with him, I'll tell you that. In his yep. boat, oh boy. I, I don't think anyone has ever made an authentic depiction of what it would have been like because if you harmonize the stories and then you realistically look at the timeline, 
it almost feels like it's not humanly possible to cover the ground. Yeah. It, it's like, did he ever sleep? These poor guys. It was yeah. just constant. Yeah. And yet at the same time, I bet if you were to watch it, it would seem so reasonably paced. He's just so good at, well, he's Jesus, but I mean, like, he mines every opportunity right. for the deepest truth that you could, that was in there? Yeah, I just ordered a coffee. But don't you see if you just, you know, like, had it, all the truth that was packed into that moment? I guess so. And I sure he, wonder that, you know, he fell asleep on the pillow in the bow. I wonder, and that's right after he says to a guy, uh, son of man has no place to lay his head. Yeah. The very, they get in the boat and he lays his head on the pillow and bow. And you go, well, there you got a pillow in the bow. And <laughs> uh -huh. he goes, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I wonder if that is a real insight, those two things together, back to back like that, if that's just a real insight into what it was like to be with Jesus. He just caught a nap where he could. Yeah. Uh huh. And, and why is there a pillow in the bow? I have, I've, not, I've not thought of this before. When he says to the guy, the son of man has, no, I'll go with you anywhere you want. He goes, the son of man has no place to lay his head. I mean, it's almost immediate. And they got in the boat went, and he uh, fell asleep on a pillow in the bow. Is he carrying a pillow? <laughs> Is that like, that's Jesus gear. <laughs> he's got a like, bindle. I've never, like a hobo <laughs> bindle. Or you know, I was like, uh, son of man has no place to lay his head. Sorry, that's why I got this. It's like, is he uh, just, is that a weird thing that there was a pillow? Or is it like, question. that's Jesus' pillow? Huh. We just, not that he was carrying it, but it's like, oh yeah, we had this old flea-bitten pillow. It was so Sure, awful. I mean, well, he doesn't list it when he tells the, you know, hey, just, you don't need uh, all these tunics and everything. <laughs> Does he say, he doesn't say He doesn't anything. mention his you pillow. Need a, make sure you have your pillow. Make sure you, did you bring my pillow? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jesus that's pillow. That's next Sunday's sermon. Jesus, Jesus pillow. pillow. I was going to say also, um, you actually had a really interesting insight. I wanted to remind you of that might have been, is because you kind of blew my mind with um, his uh, eyelids this last week too, oh, and right, it right, almost right. made it into this sermon, but it didn't. And I was like, ooh, but it's such a good bit for the. I'm always at work, yeah, even my, when I'm sleeping. A, yeah, there's it. a weird Old Testament scripture for the few of you who have hung on in Q and A. Uh, <laughs> And it says, his eyes behold the righteous, um, and he tests them with his eyelids. It's like, that's funny. It's like he shuts his eyes, and, and you think of the peekaboo. It's yeah, like, yeah. wait, where'd you go? Here I am! Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. shut your eyes. And there's Jesus. He beholds the righteous, and then tests them with his eyelids. He falls asleep in the boat. It's like, and what do they do? Mm-hmm. Anyway, you don't it's a good us. test of heart right there. Yeah, and then exactly. And he says, peekaboo, well, you are here. <laughs> We're crying already. <laughs> okay, All right. good job, you. Good stuff, thank you. You may or may not be doing the sermon. No. <laughs> All right, good to know. All right, well, uh, well, let's do it again next week. Love you guys, bye. Bye, love y'all.